Robert here, back again, talking uh, a little bit from robscott.com. Um, I think today, Robert, we're going to talk a little bit about um, you know, social mind shifts, you know, from the Mastering Mindset series. We're going to talk about social mind shift. And um, just from talking to you first when we started, you know, talking about how people obviously relate individually, but how uh, what the impact is when you're, when you're relating in a group or relate to a group and how you feel when you're connected. Um, to a group, a group around you, or to other things that are bigger than just yourself. Um, so I think Rob's going to pick up there and kind of lead us into uh, some of the thoughts about social mindship. Yeah. So when I'm when I'm saying social mindship, what I really mean by that is that um, first off, let's just point out like why is this important? Why you know again why is mindset shift important at all? Um, it's the whole filter that we see the world through. Having the skill to change your own individual mindset and um, you know, going from self-sabotage and limiting beliefs to really empowered, whole new identity, like really kind of becoming uh, completely empowered at the individual level is crucial, right? And I'm, I'm, that's primarily what I help people with. But there's this whole second narrative of like, what is the social? Uh, and by social, I don't, I don't even mean just one little group. I mean humanity. I mean culture, right? Different cultures have different assumptions, different lenses, that they're looking through that are that create these base assumptive uh, truths that don't necessarily get challenged. So just like an individual would walk through the world and assume, you know, I'm not that powerful or I'm not good with girls or I'll never make money or whatever those things are, if they're not challenged, if those assumptions aren't challenged, we go through life like they're true, right? And what I'm suggesting is, is that socially we have these massive kind of base level assumptions uh, like assumptive platforms, if you will, that then all our thinking fits within that assumption as if this thing is true. And it would be a massive shift for humanity if we were to change some of these assumptions. And I mean the big ones, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about the biggest ones especially. Uh, but this ability to change the narrative, to become aware of what they are is really important, to learn how to challenge them, is really important, and then to learn how to write new stories. And not to go too deep down the rabbit hole before we get into, like, more meat of this, if we, if, you know, technology today, but we're definitely going to talk more about that in the future. It, it Not only is it changing everything, that might be the biggest understatement in the history of, uh, of words, right? Technology has changed everything. And so it's, it's just, it's rapidly changing how we connect. It's, it's affecting uh, what money means, what government means, what all this stuff means. And so the fact that we can all publish, the fact that you and I are sitting here talking and sharing ideas, you know, with people for free, uh, other people have idea babies, we all come together and we're doing this thing. We have this opportunity now, absolutely more than ever, to completely change the narrative of what it means uh, to be alive, to be human, and all that. So um, what are these limiting narratives that we all sort of take as a base truth that could actually be changed and rewritten, and what would that do to the world, right? This is like the bold idea that when I really woke up, it was like, wait a second, we're looking at all this stuff really wrong. And um, so I, I pause there for a second, but does that make sense so far? Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm listening to, I'm kind of fascinated with this this talk. Um, I think, you know, in today's day and age, you know, with the speed of our technology, of our information downloads and uploads, uh, we're, we're able to process and move a lot faster as groups um, with the way we think, and so we have access to so much more information. So I could I could see how, you know, 
the importance of as groups as we're gaining information. You know, what is our interpretation of what we're reading and, and, and at the speed we're doing it? You know, we could seriously impact humanity going forward. You know? Yeah, so, it, it, it absolutely, and, and not only that, like, doesn't in that it's kind of fun, right? It's kind of like what, what's the revolution that we want to start. And, uh, you know, that can be with violence and with physical stuff, but it can also be with ideas and, and what our narrative is. If you don't have access to a certain language or a certain description of what something means, um, you, it literally doesn't kind of enter your consciousness. So mastering how we're uh, talking about stuff and how we are sharing our informations and what things mean, uh, it changes the whole game. So, you know, one of the things, changing our own mindset is this huge advantage for the individual, right? You can take somebody who's been a failure and turn them into a massive entrepreneurial success. You can turn an athlete into somebody who's maybe had the talent, but every time they show up, they they can't perform, and you can turn them into a gold medal winner, right? So shifting the individual is massively important, but with what we have today, there there is individual and there is the collective. This is this kind of like singular idea, and then there's group idea. And, and I and, think as people, we, we, we obviously need that group connection. We need to be more part of something more. Um, you see in all the different um, religious beliefs, um, political beliefs, people need to be, feel like they're part of something. My idea is good, and oh, by the way, this guy believes it too, so he's with me, so we're all a group now. Um, and the power of that. I think it, as human beings, I think there's an inherent need kind of, you know, to be part of something bigger. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. It's not. It's not even a. Um, it's absolutely a need. It's. It's more than a need. It's not something that we could even be without, right? Like uh, part of my mess of being homeless was through this kind of delusion that I could leave society. You can't leave society. You can't. There's no example of somebody like living alone. We're much more like an ant colony. I mean, if you try to leave society, you've just you're now a loser over there, right? Like it's not you're. All of the joy, all of our emotions are related to how we feel about others and what's happening, right? All of that, um, you know, we're societal creatures and we're much more like an ant colony that has its own, you know, the ant has a certain amount of life to it, but the ant colony has a certain amount of life to it too. And so if we look at our life, we very much are gravitating at this level of individuality, but we're a part of a much larger whole that our consciousness can actually expand into and, and, and tangibly feel more. Right, you can people that are more empathetic, more deeply spiritual, all that. Um, it it depends on what level that you think of as me. All right, and this is a very this is an interesting. I don't think we'd go here today, but this is a great uh, discussion. Really quick, there's us against them. There's this core: what is me and what is not me? And this is literally how big is our identity? How large do we self-identify? So a normal child um, doesn't have any identity when it's born. There's no there's no me and it yet. It's almost like just instinct and everything is food, and I'm putting everything from my foot to milk to whatever in my mouth, right? And yeah. then a child, and then a child starts to get a sense of self, and it's like it's this big no stage, and there's this there's this important individual forming, and then the next identification is family, right? Like my family's me. Yep. So if you go to school with your brother, and someone punches your brother, to a little bit of a degree, he's punched you. Right there's the, there's a bit of an identity with like that's my family, um, and then the next one you know you'll see in inner city gangs the le- this is an expansion of consciousness by the way the the inner city gang that joins you know the Crips the Bloods whatever where your identity is it's this two blocks this is us and them is that they're not a part of the local uh, 
you know, mayoral concern. They're not a part of even necessarily America in, in the same way that they identify deeply with this is my two blocks. You mess here, you're messing with me. And so there's this us and them. The, the average kind of place that, you know, people in our culture get to at this point is an identity of nationalism. And we're, it's so strong that we can get people to sign up to go give their life to defend the idea of a nation. Okay, nations are ideas. They're they're nothing more than that. Um, you know, that's a that's a big statement. Of course, there's a lot of complexity in what they are, but really, they're ideas. Like we draw those lines, and they're done through agreements and power and money and all this stuff to create what a nation is. But they're changeable. We see them change all the time. Nations change names. They change borders. They people through wars and everything take people over. But this idea, if we identify with it enough through our story, I can feel like someone's killing Americans. I'm in there, right? Give me a gun and let's go. And so that's this us against them. The next spiritual evolution of that is all of humanity, right? Now it's like, wait, that's that guy, just because he's from Afghanistan or wherever he's from, that's my brother. He's a, he's a part of the human race. And the fastest way that that would happen, the fastest way that we would pop out of nationalism would be if, like, aliens landed on, on Earth, right? If aliens landed on Earth, humanity would band together <clears throat> so... So quickly, because there'd be a new them, right? There'd be a new them. So this idea of what is us and what is them is really important. By the way, the next level of expansion past all of humanity is maybe all of life, right? Where we start to really treat animals uh, really well, uh, trees and grass, and there's like a, there can be a tangible experience of, you know, being with a, a live plant or something. This might sound a little woo-woo, but like you can. You know, I, on a daily basis, I feel incredibly connected when I'm around life. Beyond that, it becomes all matter. You can like look at a rock and just kind of feel the fact that it's isness. And we start to get into this kind of universal or what's known as cosmic consciousness, oh. which actually connects everything, right? We start to not feel like there is no them. It's all yeah. us, right? No, I, yeah, it's a very, I mean, it's a very big, expansive idea, and, and, and everything you're saying, I mean, I totally get the, the us versus them, um, and it is in different segments is a different us versus them, right? I mean, as you look at it, as you interpret who us is and who them is, um, sorry about the bad grammar on that, but jeez. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I get why we're talking social mindset. You know, I get why it's important for us, but, but you know, what, you know, I should say to you, what is it that, you know, what do you, what, what is it we're trying to bring out of this conversation that, you know, someone who's listening can kind of attach to it and say, you know, this is something I can do with this. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, let's not get quite to the how because that that actually that whole last idea was kind of a tangent, right? I yeah. wanted to I wanted to talk about and really all I'm trying to do is tickle ideas. I think as we change the narrative and we talk about these ideas, if you can feel them inside and they make sense. No, listen, dude. The other day, um, you know, I was posting something on one of my pages, and it, and it, you know, as I was writing about it, you know, the concept of you and I just talking. Um, you know, you said one of your talks that awareness is curative, and you know, obviously we're all working on different things. And just talking about stuff is bringing awareness in my mind to the things that we're talking about. And you know, I'm, I'm looking at our videos, I'm kind of pulling some nuggets out. And as I keep looking at and listening to them, I'm becoming more and more aware. So, you know, even when you go on a tangent or we're talking about that, social mindset. I mean, it's just it's bringing awareness to thoughts and ideas, and that's why I love doing these talks. Awesome, dude. Thank you. Yay. All right. That's so cool. Um, so 
you know, if I'm if, if what I wanted to talk about today is this kind of base assumption, and and so what I was just talking about there is there's this evolution of consciousness that happens in the individual. It also kind of happens in the collective. Okay. Um, by the way, a lot of this thinking comes out of integral theory and Claire Graves' model. I'm hoping that we talk a lot more about those later, just to just to get them more into the mainstream sure. and have more people. We've got lots to talk about. Yeah, we we it's almost like the endless conversation. Um, I love it. So. Um, but and, and we'll try and wrap this up and really make it tangible and useful for people. What I want to really call out today, or what I was dying to call out today, was um, that in even in our own life, that there's this base assumption, right? That, that almost like awareness, awareness of what, awareness of some limit. We can use our emotions to kind of feel that. We go, oh, I'm nervous. Oh, I feel jealous. Oh, whatever. Individually, we can kind of feel that and go. There's some assumption here, right? There's something. There's some meaning that I'm making that's causing that to come up like that. So that becomes aware, right? And then we got to go back and say, well, what's the assumption I'm making? What is the it's true thing, like I'm a loser or I'm not good at money or whatever those are, right? How do we then edit that and alter it, okay? And what I'm saying today is that socially we have those two, that there's, that they're, and, and they're even more invasive and they're more in the, in the truth or in the background because everybody's in agreement about them, right? So in my own life, I might have friends who are like, well, that's crazy. You're going to be great at that or whatever. Like people might be talking me out of or, or kind of inspiring me to do uh, a bit of a different thing. But socially, I might think differently and the whole world might come and say, no, you're wrong, right? This is how it is and, and you're wrong. So let me just throw one base assumption out there that we're all making, okay? The one base assumption, and this is everything's based on this one. This is a big one. Like, and, and if I could dedicate my life to one change, this would be this would be the linchpin, maybe, right? Um, we're all separate, okay? So the idea that we're all separate is true. It's provable in a lot of ways. And so there's two important nuggets to kind of unpack from this. One is we have to gain the ability uh, as humans to hold paradox. And there's a whole other talk on this probably. The ability to hold paradox, and by that I mean realizing that truth isn't as simple as just yes and no, as just binary, as just dual, you know, in that duality yeah. sense of Absolutely. Yeah. it is that. Um, and we're noticing this. I mean, our political problems, our parenting problems, all our problems are much more complex than that, and they have levels of truth. And so all truth is partial. When we're actually describing something, I'm taking a perspective on it, I'm making a certain meaning, and I'm making some declaration of that to myself and to others, right? So when I do that internally, that's my own individual meaning. When we do that through language and our marketing and what the government says and all that, that's us doing it through language and socially to the bigger collective kind of mind, right? Um, so this idea that we're separate makes sense. At a certain level, it's absolutely true. There's no question that we're separate, right? I can, I'm not you, Jeff. I can't see from behind your eyes. Like, we're separate. That's true. But it's not the only truth. And so we're also connected. We're also all sharing breath. We're also all, like, flying around on the, on the spaceship that is planet Earth. We all also are trying to work toward our own best fulfillment and the best fulfillment of those we love, and hopefully we love more people and we love everybody and we're hoping for right the fulfillment on. of everybody, right? Yeah. And so what does it change, right? And now our science, everything, like everything, all our language, all our science, all everything is based on this idea that we're separate. What if we were to change the narrative, not making some crazy argument that we're not separate, right? We are separate. Let's own that. But let's transcend and include the idea that we're also connected, okay? And if I think about it, if I go to a party and I feel like I'm separate, 
right? I feel like I'm not a part. I feel like these people might be villains. What changes at the party? I don't, I don't feel as happy. But if I go to a party and I have the narrative of I'm connected, right? These are all my friends. These are all my family. Totally different experience. It changes the whole game. But it's more than that, right? What happens in if, if we're all separate, if we take that as our base, base truth, our base narrative, right? Well, then I got to fight against others to get my pie. My own egoic needs become really arguably important. Um, we're going to have to have wars. We're going to have to have all this stuff because we're separate, and in that it creates competition. It creates fighting. That competition is not bad. It creates a lot of innovation, but it needs its right place in in our new narrative of what's going on. If if What's it do to parenting if we teach children you're connected, right? When you go to school... Those are part of your human family, and and right. that you know that animal over there. Whether it's your food or not, I'm not making an argument for vegan and all that. I'm just saying that like in the way that we treat other people that are conscious and other things, we're connected. We're sharing air. We're sharing space. We're sharing time. I mean, we're on the leading edge of of consciousness, right? Like everything yeah. that's occurred has led to this, and we're all sharing that experience. Yeah, and so, yeah, go ahead. It's it's almost like you know it, we are individuals, right? Um, I agree with that. You agree with that. We all we all are separate people, but there needs to be an awareness. I like to say awareness because you need to be aware that you know, we are all human beings and we are connected. No matter what you believe, Rob, versus what I believe, we are still two people doing the same things um, in many ways. We have very many likenesses. We are connected, right? So there has to be a tolerance and there has to be an awakening to, you know, you can think whatever you want. I can think whatever I want. It's okay to disagree, but we're connected, and so we do have a whole higher level of awareness for each other. And as human as human beings, you know, we should all be aware that you know we don't need to fight over things. We should just be tolerant of things. And, and you can be different, and I can be separate, and you can be separate. But, but at the same time, if we can connect and be connected, we could revolutionize the world. Change the way this world is going in a direction as, as humanity. Is, is that kind of where you're going? Absolutely. Well, we are changing the world. We don't. It's happening whether you agree with it or not, um, because this is the consciousness is opening. Like it's just here. It is right. It's happening right now. Um, I think when I talk, people can hear uh, the truth in what I'm saying, and it's not that I'm saying it. It's, it's just because it's the truth. We're describing things at a more accurate, more evolved level than the old stories that we've been carrying. Um, you used a word, and I just want to call it out because, you know, language is all about meaning yes. and words and all that stuff, so we're going to beat up stuff. Telling somebody that they have to be tolerant um, or that they even could be to- maybe they could be tolerant, you know, as an option or whatever, there's Colin something... Tolerant off the word at the saying that you're actually disagreeing. Well, it's, yeah, well, it, yeah. Has this, it has this base frame of... Appreciate like, you calling me out, that's right. I mean, you shouldn't be tolerant, you should just accept it, well, it's it's not even a should. It's not even a should. It's it's like, it's like how how because at the core of this we all look from our own eyes. We're all egoic, and and let's not let's not throw that out with the babe. You know, throw that out with the bathwater. We don't we don't you know a lot of spiritual practices make being egoic wrong, and it's that that's a fundamental error because then we're trying to escape this thing that's inescapable, right? I can't not look from behind my own eyes. There has never been an example of that ever happening. It's it's a ridiculous idea, okay? But there are phenomenal 
uh, examples of people that meet their own needs very well and then see that one of the best ways to meet their own needs is to partake in helping the group, helping social, helping humanity at whatever level that is, helping your family, right, whatever. Um, endlessly selfish like a child would be isn't sustainable as adults. We end up killing each other and, and causing all this stuff. So there's an evolution past that, but we have to, we have to transcend and include ego. So anyway, I want to get back to tolerance for a second. Asking someone to be tolerant is there's no like willpower to do that. You either are tolerant or you're not, right? It's like, well, try to be tolerant or I should be more tolerant. It almost sets up this moral thing that's uh, like difficult to do. What I'd like to do instead, because ultimately we're not going to do something um, that we don't agree with for us on some level, right? Uh, the reason Mother Teresa was the way she was is that that made her happy to be that way. Like, it served her to, to be that way. And that happens on the bad spectrum, too, right? Using you know, horrible people, they, they choose their choices because it's what they feel serves them. So, at, like, telling people they should be tolerant or that there's some moral argument for that isn't... It's fine to do, you know, do whatever you want. I just don't think it's going to be as successful as saying, here's why it serves you, and by that it serves others, and in that it's just it's a win-win all the way around, right? Don't don't like try to be tolerant at some effort place. And I'm not even saying you were you were implying that, but that word to me is is a difficult one. It's well, like, but, but it's okay to say that I was thinking that way, and that is my mindset, is it not? So sure. I, have, I have some old school mindsets, and I think you know, for me, you know, for me personally, I mean, I don't have. I'm a I'm a human being. I, I get upset sometimes, but you know, and I get mad at people, or whatever. You know, deep down in my core. Let's see if we so, can. So, can you hear me, Ron? I can now. You're back. Hey, yeah. Bro. So, so I was saying, you know, for me, I'm a relator. So, you know, I, I like to go in a room and I energy flowing in and out of everybody, right? Um, you know, but I have the old school thoughts of, if, you know, if when I say oh, I should be tolerant, you should be tolerant, or he should be tolerant. For me, it's not really about tolerance. It's just about understanding that I want to have the relation with everybody. I want everybody to be very positive. And I want energy to flow. I don't like, you know, people talk about energy and people can suck energy right out of you. There's people who just, they want your energy. They're going to come in the room. They're going to take your energy from you. Whereas when I walk in, I'm freely giving it and I'm hoping, I'm looking for others who are going to give it back. Yeah. Um, and so when I say tolerant, you know, I, I like you calling me on it because it's true. I mean, I'm using an old. Well, wait, thought. here, let me, let me. I had a better thought about it. It's not, yeah. it's not the word necessarily. If you want to be tolerant yourself, knock yourself out. That's awesome, and I think it's great. As soon as we're telling other people how to be, we're gonna have a problem. They're gonna have, they're gonna have a, a, a something build up when we say you should, right? Like you should. All of a sudden, I'm over the fence between relationships. Yeah. So what I'm trying to inspire people to do is for themselves, because it serves them, test this out. And I guess here's the how. And we can maybe uh, you know, yeah. try and keep this tight and wrap up this idea on this. Here's the how, okay? Um, when you're walking down the street and you're noticing that you're pissed at people, you're envious, or you're nervous about that group of people or whatever, notice that the base assumption underneath that is I am separate. And see what telling yourself the story of I am connected, or asking yourself the question, how am I connected, okay? How am I connected to that guy? Like, I'm walking up, and I see somebody that makes me nervous coming down the street. I'm not saying be unsafe, right? Protect yourself, listen to your instincts. If you're really in danger, get out of danger. Put that crap aside for a second. Most of us are not in danger. We're walking around, and we're having all these thoughts of whatever, like walking through crowds, uh, shopping, walking through whatever. We get this, like, these people are in my way, okay? That's got a base assumption of I'm separate. Um, that guy's a jerk, has a base assumption of I'm separate, right? So how can you do this phenomenal spiritual teaching of I am that, right? I am literally that, 
in, in some sense. And the best way to get there, one of the easy shortcuts to get there is how am I connected? If I'm going to a party and I'm kind of anxious, what are they going to think? I haven't seen them in a while. What's going on? How can you switch that to how am I connected to these people, right? Like through the air I breathe, through just all being in humanity. In whatever way you think about it, in whatever way your brain answers that, well, I work with them, we're all experiencing this, you know, going, you know, if you go to a Christmas party or a work party or something, and it's like, you know, how am I connected? And, you know, I'll, I'll challenge anybody who's hearing this idea Put it on your calendar to try for seven days as often as you can to remind yourself, you know, I'm connected. I'm connected to all the things that frustrate me, all the people that I'm scared of, all the people. How are we connected to people we're at war at, you know, excuse me, at war with, right? How are we connected to other economic powers? Um, you know, there's a lot of fear of uh, whatever, China becoming the big economic power, and what will that mean for us, et cetera? Well, it's it's important to, you know, think about that on some level and, and go through what's appropriate to think about, but... How are we connected? How can we be more connected? How can we uh, partner with China and the rest of the world in, in some ways so that our, our whole narrative changes, right? And what would that change if teachers were, were teaching that to our kids? What if parents were uh, healthily telling everybody, you know, worry about yourself, teach yourself, but we're also connected? And how, how were you connected today and what happened? If that became our base narrative... And that's where our science is going too, right? We're seeing more and more, not to bastardize quantum physics, that gets thrown around, but to a great degree, we're starting to see at this very, very deep level, right? We're, we're connected, and, and how, how's that uh, affect things? Does that make sense? Yes, yes it does. It's pretty, pretty awesome stuff. Awesome. Because it's, it's, I'm sure it's going on a lot in everyone's heads. They're always thinking of, of how, how they're not relating or are relating to a group of people or, or, or a larger group of whatever. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So why don't we wrap it right there? There's the challenge. Um, we talked about a lot of stuff, right? We talked about uh, you know levels of consciousness, uh, base assumptions that we make individually and as collective. And I'm inviting people to think about this social narrative. And one thing, I mean, it was a little blip of this talk, but one thing that to me is really interesting is that a lot of your bothers, a lot of the things that you're worried about in your life are rooted in this I'm separate narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, all of our again, all of our science, our economy, uh, you know, every, everything that we're doing is based in this human story that we have, that we're separate, and that that's the final truth on it. And the reality is, is that that's that's true, but it's not the only truth. It's a partial truth, and there's also the truth of our connection. And as we talk about that, as we think about that, as we do, I mean, it's going to change your business, it's going to change your life, it's going to change how you're an employee, a parent, you know, the whole nine. It changes the whole game. And so I want to challenge everybody, it, you know, I hope it's inspiring enough to give it a shot, spend a week or so uh, just trying to habituate it, and then see if it changes your narrative, if, if you bring some awareness to, uh, to what's going on, uh, and taking the okay. jump from we're separate to we're connected. Yeah, I definitely love the idea of it, Rob, but I'm definitely going to be challenging myself this week to kind of just think a little bit outside of there and, and, and challenge myself to do that. Awesome. That's awesome stuff. Nice. All right. Well, we'll wrap it there, brother. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, right, I'll, see you, I'll see you on the next one. Good talk. Bye, right, buddy. Peace see out, you. man. See you.